No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. Hey, everyone. Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters here to let you know that my podcast Inside the Musician's Brain is back on the airwaves for season four, which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success, failure, inspiration and hard work that are behind the music and the artists that we love. My guests this season include Rachel Price from Lake Street Dives, Sam Bush, Chris Wood, Chris Funk from The Decemberists, Lindsay Liu, MC Taylor from His Golden Messenger, and more. Check us out, and thanks for listening. We're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Music Masters Collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Otil Burbridge, Steve Earle, Richard Thompson, former members of the band, the Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, the Fab Foe, and Sean Colvin, and so many more. At an event like the Milk Carton Kids Sad Song Summer Camp, happening this July, you can expect immersive classes, evenings of entertainment, excellent food, and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co-write, workshop, and perform with like-minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattengale, Joey Ryan, and some of their favorite songwriters. This all-inclusive week in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available and spots are extremely limited. So visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more. That's www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple. Check it out. Cyrus knows that all you guys out there, or a lot of you anyway, are making it out to shows, and that's awesome. That's what No Simple Road and Osiris and this whole thing is all about. And we want to help you connect with the artists and the music that you love. 
And we want to make those experiences more meaningful for you guys. And we also want to make sure that you're safe when you're out there doing that stuff. So that's super important. The unregulated sale and use of substances is common at many live music events. And unfortunately, so is drug misrepresentation. Osiris and No Simple Road are proud to partner with Dance Safe to raise awareness about this danger. If you guys don't know what Dance Safe is, they're a nonprofit organization, and what they do is they provide um, adulterant screening services at shows and peer based education. They help support people in making informed decisions about their health and safety. And they also, the biggest thing that they do is prevent harm from consumption of misidentified substances for thousands of people every year. Um, they set up tables at shows, and you can bring the substances that you've brought there or purchased there. You're not sure what it is, and they'll make sure that you're getting what you're getting. Uh, so when you're out seeing your favorite artist, dance like nobody's watching, but dance safe because your life depends on it. To donate or learn more, visit dancesafe.org and look for their booth at the next live music event. This is one case where safety's first. Safety's <laughs> first. Yeah, not third in this case. Yes. And also... No Simple Road is brought to you by Shop, Shop Tour, Tour Bus. Bus. Head over to <laughs> shoptourbus.com online or at shoptourbus on Instagram. Pick yourself up. I don't know. What what should you pick yourself uh, up? A you tray full of dead inspired hoodie. Yeah. I was, I was just going to say right? hoodies because that's their most recent post talking about how comfy their hoodies are. Like for, like nice cloud cottony nice. You're comfy. all about the cloud cottony nice. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And they have very nice hoodies. Who mm-hmm. doesn't want to be about the cloud cottony nice? Right. You don't mm-hmm. want some itchy hard <laughs> no. thing that's going to shrink and not fit after you wash it no. once. Bullshit. Go to shop to Looks pretty dope, but it gives me this evil rash. (laughs) (laughs) Well, not only are they going to send you that dope hoodie, but they're going to send it in this awesome box that contains a bootleg with a pencil to spool it, some fun stickers and other little trinkets, maybe some candy, and a cute personal message. So if you put in the promo code No Simple Road at checkout, they'll also throw in free shipping. Mm-hmm. Because you're part of the No Simple Road That's family, right. they're hooking you up. So go to shoptourbus.com online or at shoptourbus on Instagram and hook yourself up with some cool shit, man. And then what you can do after you've put on your Shop Tour Bus t-shirt and you're getting ready to go to the show, you could stop by Define Premium Cannabis here in Portland. Two locations, one in Hillsboro, one in Forest Grove. And you can hook yourself up with the finest, the dopest dope you ever smoked in the world. Ever. Yeah. We premium. have a whole lot of premium dope right now. Like what? Uh, well, we brought on several new gardens. Avant Garden. Which I really like that. Garden. Yeah, well, where's that orange tie from? Uh, that That's a Vetus. Okay. That's their, their we, we don't have any of that right now, but I'm going to get some when they harvest again. And we're adding Entheo Farms tomorrow, Memory which loss? is a good friend of ours. Uh, right. Jake, Jake's buddy. Uh yeah, the memory loss was the Avant Garden. Okay. Yeah, their stuff is really, really interesting. Uh, and Define is taking care of the No Simple Road family, too, just like Shop Tour Bus does with their promo code. When you go into Define, if you tell them that you listen to No Simple Road, you will get 10% off your purchase and a free T-shirt. And you guys, guess what? If you ever wanted to meet an actual, like, a not fake, a real wizard, go into the Hillsboro <laughs> location Monday through Friday and ask for Apple. He will float out of the back on a unicorn and help you find the cannabis product that suits your needs. So go to Hillsboro or Forest Grove to find premium cannabis and take care of your head, you guys. Take care of your head.
guys, guess what? Guess where we're going in a month? I'm not saying in a couple weeks this week. <laughs> you get the time frame more down. Guess, right? guess where we're going? I would guess that we're going to Skull, Skull and, and Roses. Roses. Look, Yay. you guys need to come hang out with us. That's all I'm saying. This community is getting larger, tighter, cooler all the time. And we want you guys to come hang out with us at Skull and Roses. So go to SkullandRoses.com online or go to www.nosimpleroad.com. Pick yourself up a ticket. Single day passes are out now. If you can't make it for the four three and a half or three and a half, four day thing, and you can only make it for a day, pick a day. Come, you can get single day passes now. Those are out. Come see Voodoo Dead. Come see Billy and the Kids. Come see Grateful Shred. Yeah, and it, I don't. I think it doesn't. It doesn't matter which day you pick. Every day is going to be <laughs> exceptional. Yep. This it, lineup is amazing. I I am so. Totally stoked to do this. I can't wait. So I'm, wa- I'm really stoked to see Big Steve and the Ass Bites. Yeah, I like for real. That's my. F- I'm so excited. It's gonna be fun, man. And you know what? They they saw fit to make No Simple Road the official podcast of yeah, Skull and Roses, the second yeah. year in a row. So let's show them what the No Simple Road family is all about. Yeah, let's bring guys. the heat. Yeah, come on, you guys, come hang out with. Come us. hang out. Also, a big, uh, a big uh, congratulations to Dirty Diabetic. That's how cool it is too Skull and Roses gave us these passes To give away to somebody That yep. probably wouldn't have been able to go And he was our winner And was just completely stoked And Aww. now we're going to be me- cool. meeting him down there and So stoke yourself out too man yeah. Skullandroses.com or nosimpleroad.com Pick yourself up some passes And come hang out with the family We'll see you at the Jubilee The Helping Friendly Podcast explores the music and fan experience of fish through interviews and deep dives on shows and tours. And Quick Hits, a review of every show of the tour the next day with someone who was there. We started HF Pod in 2013 to bring the fan voice into the discussion. We're six years in, and with the help of our guests, we're still discovering new angles of appreciation for the band we all love. Whether you're new to fish or you've been listening for years, we think you'll find something to enjoy on HF Pod. Search for the Helping Friendly Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Or find us on the web at hfpod.com. I like it. I like when we do stuff right. It's fun. It's cool, man. Hey now. Welcome hey back, now. everybody. It's another week of of No Simple Road. This is Mel over here this chilling. This is Aaron. And this is Apple over here. <laughs> <laughs> you know what happens? Like anytime we we say like, okay, you want to introduce ourselves, one of us will always mimic the previous mm-hmm. one. We kind of do. Like that is the d- <laughs> no, but there's no rules. But we feel like, and I am Melanie, <laughs> <laughs> and I am Apple. And I am Aaron. Welcome. Oh. I, I have to apologize. Uh, Right out of the gate for the condition of my voice this week. Oh, I, stop with that already. Sound, all your apologies. I sound like you're sorry. I sound like, I know, I sound like shit, uh-huh. and I'm not yeah, apologizing. Sorry's in a sack, Mister. We right? we went and saw Andy Frasco in the UN and Umphrey's Andy. and I did a little bit of yelling at that show. So yeah, I'm a little little tore up in the throat department, but I'm here. I'm I'm soldiering through. 
to bring you this week's guest as part of our lead up to Skull and Roses. Who is our guest this oh, week? Th- this was our guest this week is Jeff Comenti. The Silver Fox himself. Dang, Jeff. Thank you so thank much you, Jeff. for sharing your time with us. That and once was, again, thank you, Dennis, for, for bringing yes, us this interview. Yes, Dennis. Dennis has hooked it up nonstop. So check this out. I mean, we've been doing, we did um, Big Steve, Kimok, Comenti, Jay. Jay Lane. So think about this. Part of the reason that I love doing No Simple Road is in talking to the musicians, it creates a a different musical experience. When I get to know the person that's making the music, it changes the music on it makes it, it it's different. It's Yeah. I always pay attention to that instrument more. Like right. I can always hear it better. So the purpose, at least for me, of doing these these interviews leading up to this festival is so that you guys can have that experience too that are listening. We we're all hearing this together. Like this is not I'm not separate from you. So when it happens for me, I'm gathering that it's happening for you guys too. So all these artists that we've been having conversations with lately are going to be playing at Skull and Roses. So you will know these people and then you're going to go see them play and it's going to be different for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's been our hope in this the whole time. This is creating a personal connection for all of us, getting to hear more about these people. And Yeah, it, like one, um, other than the sports industry, I don't know very many people who, maybe people who read books also with authors, but like who know like each musician's name, you know, like, oh yeah, that's Jeff, that's Steve, that's Jay, you know, like right. people know yeah, like these teams. stats, right? But they may not necessarily know who, what what's up with them so when you get to hear these interviews that are so candid and free and non-uniform it really does give you a just a different perspective not better or worse it's just like yeah you it's like you kind of feel like you want to root for them as a person and after hearing what they have to say. And it brings up my favorite word, comfort. It makes you yeah. more, comfort, more comfortable, more personable. You know, it makes it it makes it easier to listen, or not easier to listen to them, but more personal. Well, and, and like Mel said, too, it, it, I mean, at least for me, it creates a connection on a friendship level. Yeah, like, away like, from like the music. Yeah, like you're rooting for your, your buddy up there. Yeah. Like before I ever talked to... Jay or any of these people, I would go watch him play and, and it would be awesome. And I'd have this rad experience. <laughs> Mel just dipped her, her, her hoodie, hoodie string. It was hanging in her in tea. Her tea. <laughs> that was the funny. Your look was like of utter disgust, <laughs> but I would go see him play and it would be this like awesome experience that happened. But it, it was, it's, I don't know. I don't know how to explain. Maybe it was kind of a little one-sided. I didn't know the people behind the music. And then after talking to them, it's like seeing your friend up on stage and wanting them to do good. Yeah. And then being stoked for them because they're jamming. Well, what do we all want to do at show? My whole life going to shows, I've always thought that it'd be like, oh, it'd be so cool to say hi to them and get to talk to them for a minute. But then you also don't want to be that like person that's bugging Fan that. Boy. Yeah, because there's there's hundreds of people waiting to say hi and yeah, bug some them. Some people are like, fuck that. I am and, that fanboy. Yeah. I'm doing it. 
You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And a lot of people respect do. for those people too because they get what they want, and sometimes they make an impression on them. You know, yeah. yeah. And I, I've never been one of those. I've never been able to no. just like bug them. Even when I gotta go backstage, I'd just be quiet in the background because it. And now we, this is so awesome that we get to talk to these people and have have lengthy conversations, not just a quick "Hey, how you doing? I love I love what you do," and then gone. Yeah, we're very fortunate. And you guys have all helped us get here to do this. Yeah, man, we appreciate you guys a lot. And that's like I said at the start of this, I really hope that that's what you guys are getting out of it too, man. Like when you go to a show with somebody that's been on No Simple Road and you've sat and listened to them have a conversation with you through us, then you have that feeling of like rooting for your homie up there and the music is different. And I'm kind of curious to hear too, like, Anybody listening to this who's maybe like a regular, like if it's done, you know, whatever it's done for you, maybe it doesn't necessarily do that. But what what does it yeah. do? Yeah. Like listening and then going and like, oh, shit. Like, yeah. Just wondering. Yeah. Reach out to us. Let us know. Please do. Yeah. yeah. Always, yeah we always push for that. Things that a lot of times we don't get we, feedback. Be, yeah. Like we want to hear anything and everything you guys have to say. It's it's we, it's such a huge deal. It, this interview in particular was a big deal for me because <laughs> because I I don't see many interviews with him. I, I there's I don't go looking for I interviews, I do and so I and know. I didn't see many. I mean, there's some out there, but it's it, with Dead and Company. It seems like um, everybody wants to talk to Bobby and and Mayor, you know, and and I do too, of course, but. I want to talk to all of them. I want to hear what all of them have to say. And like you said in the interview, Jeff has always been very comfortable. Uh-huh. And, and always like so happy, always smiling and intense. Like, Yeah. And it's a trip that he shares Brent's birthday and plays his rig too, man. Yeah. That's, that's fucking rad. Because Brent was always like, one of my favorite things, his voice that it'll blow away from the, I can't remember the date of the show, but that kind of stuff just always stuck with me back in the day. And so the keyboard spot in the grateful dead has always been super special for me. So getting to talk to Jeff was really cool, man. And, and he's got one of the coolest voices ever. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Hell yeah. And getting to see them down at skull and roses is going to be fucking awesome. Yeah. Yes. you guys, man, I know you already heard a commercial about it, but I'm it bears repeating. Get tickets. If, if there's single day tickets available right now, if if you can only come for a day, pick a day and come hang out, man. This this thing is really special. It's a it's um it's a family affair and it's a cool thing to witness and be a part of and celebrate with everybody and and we really want you guys to come hang out with us, man. It'll it'll be a good time. So, let's do the business and get them into the into the interview. What the business, say? yeah. Follow us on all the social media platforms at No Simple Road. Go to nosimpleroad.com and hit the merch tab. There's t-shirts available and hoodies. It's still a little chilly outside. We want to help keep you warm. You can help keep us warm when you buy one by kicking down a little bit of cash. And they're very comfortable. Again, very comfortable hoodies. <laughs> I love mine. I've been wearing a lot more recently to shows and stuff. It's so comfy. Yeah, man. And um, let's see what else. Uh, Read those five star reviews, guys. The, those yeah, are the, the ones five we're talking star about. reviews. Yeah. So here's the deal. 
we didn't have any five star reviews in the month of February. Yeah. And, uh, come on, man. I, 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 if I had the little bowl. If you listen to this interview, leave a five star about it. How about that? Yeah, we do. Would. Somebody, anybody who listens to this interview, tell us what you thought about this interview. Be like, boom, five stars. Hey, dudes, dudettes, I thought that this was rad. Love you guys. Thanks for this interview. Peace. Anything like that. Or if you're one of those people that have DM'd me recently and said that you love the show and what we're doing and all that stuff, thank you so much. You guys are fucking awesome. You guys, if you're listening to the show and you're one of those people, go and leave one of those five-star reviews and yeah. say the same thing you said in that DM in that five-star review. Now, this is not a self-serving thing. The reason that we're asking you to do this is because it helps more people find out about the show, helps us go up on the charts, and it spreads the mycelial network of the No Simple Road family. So if you want to be part of the sp- fungus, spreading the fungus <laughs> of who we are, then you just got to do that. And then let's take it a step further. If you're one of those people that really believes in No Simple Road and you listen every week, eight episodes a month, go to patreon.com forward slash no simple road yep. and take part in helping us keep gas in this bus. There's a lot of costs involved with no simple road. We want to do bigger, better, better, more awesome things for you guys. And that's how we're going to get to do it. So I want to say thank you to Karen Lasher for signing up as a new patron on Patreon. Wow. Karen. Karen. We, Dang. We, 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 we they, since you brought up Karen, we just got to say that we Karen uh, met up with us at the um, free, the, yeah, the yeah. Andy and uh, um, free show the other night, and man, she cuts a rug. She, she was woman. dancing through that crowd, getting she was getting people dancing that That's were just kind of standing there, like you could tell they want to dance, but they just need a little encouragement. Yeah, people need somebody around them to start it off. Yeah, because not everybody is this party starter. There's a party starters, there's a party goers, there's a party throwers. Like Karen is definitely a starter. She's going to get you moving. She's going to get you grooving. And, you know, her little firefly light was shining bright. It sure was. (laughs) And she was dressed in white and her beautiful white hair. Like she was amazing. Yeah, she was last week's guest on the show, guys. And if you haven't listened to that, there's some really, really important stuff that you need to hear in that conversation. So go back and listen to last week's interview if you haven't with her. But thank you, Karen, for signing up. It means the world to us. And it means even more because it's you. Yeah, it's a guest that we had on the show. That's That's crazy. And what you said about her getting people dancing, when you go to a party, there's always got to be that first first person that'll go out on the dance floor and then other people will go out. She's that person. At, at a show that like she's off and running and those people like apple said that are like kind of just tapping their foot you can't help it yeah, when kind of like a junior high school dance mm-hmm. or a high school that were no the music's on and everybody's just staring at each other and every every party needs a karen yeah 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 <laughs> so thanks karen and if you guys want to help out that's patreon.com forward slash no simple road and I am losing my voice. So. And you can leave however much you want, a dollar yeah. or two, whatever. The sky's the limit, and, you know, we're just whatever you, whatever you want to give. It really is going to help us just keep going forward and bring in more and more growth and awesome guests and awesome things. And last but not least, man, I briefly glossed over it here a second ago, but I just want to say to all of you guys that have shot me DMs in the past month, saying thank you for the show 
um, telling us what this thing means to you. Why don't we read any of those? Um, I don't know that they want it read. Uh, you never had a problem before. Well, okay, hang on a second. I mean, if it's personal, if they're saying a personal thing, that's one thing. You got to give me a minute. Well, while he's pulling this up, too, I'm gonna, just going to tell you, you guys that are that follow our Instagram feed and stuff, that we had a really special week. This we're gonna, you're going to be hearing a lot more next week. You know that we had to sit down with Andy Frasco oh before gosh, his show. Uh, this was an amazing sit down. It was very therapeutic. It, we get very deep on yeah, this and had such a blast and you're going to be hearing that coming up next week uh you guys got to see a little bit of the live uh of that those who tuned in yeah and that's what will be coming up next week yeah i'm excited to bring you guys that so i found one this is uh recent this is from Ottomer base hey there i said it once and i'll say it again i love you guys y'all encapsulate a warm trippy hug it keeps me warm during these cold-ass winters in northern Michigan. Whoa. I hope you guys are having a good weekend and give Darwin a hug for Aww. me. The new po- podcast is wild, by the way. I've been going through a difficult couple months that have been intense yet enlightening. This podcast with Karen was very healing. Appreciation and love for all you guys do. I have so much I want to say, but words can't really describe the vibe you guys bring. All I can boil it down to is, fuck yeah. <laughs> And then, yeah, um, I like that boil, boiled some, down to fuck. Yeah, yeah. somebody would want that. That's a cool one. And there's a little more. So I didn't start listening to you guys until recently and going back and listening to the old episodes and hearing you talk about the possibilities of the podcast being a tool slash medium for healing. It's wild because it worked. I'm one of those people. It's inspiring because I make music and now and then I can't see how it would be of service to anyone. But I don't know. Y'all's vibration healed me. Makes me want to create more. So thank you. Oh, wow. same Ottomer. Ottomer base. Wow. See here, like that, the hair and that stuff. That's what makes us know. You keep that, these to yourself, Mister. I haven't heard that one. That just came today. That's so sweet. Yeah, man. That. That's what makes us know it's, what we're doing. It makes is, sense. Really, yeah, that it makes sense, and that it really the people are listening. That that brings. It's so brings true. T- t- tears of joy. We yeah. all just kind of like uh, eyes kind of water up when we get to hear these things. It means so much, you guys. Well, because like, I think that every creator, which I think everybody is a creator, just whether you're doing it now or later, you, you create something. But like, you're always going to almost always doubt at a certain point, you know, and what is talking into a microphone staring at each other going to do? And then we get something like that healed from not wanting to make music anymore and to keep going. Like, cause you don't know who maybe listens to his song and gets healed. Right. That's what I wrote back to him. I was like, that's what it's all about. Yeah. That's insane. And so thank you for, thank you for that. See, that's another reason why these letters are awesome is because it just brings up another topic that, I don't know. I just I'm I'm grateful. That's all. I'm grateful. You as well. I was wow. Thank you. <laughs> as well. Well, it's great to hear because we all we all where we learn that interviewing these musicians and stuff too. It doesn't matter who you are, how successful, what you got. Human nature still has insecurities and doubts. Mm-hmm. And we everything. are our own worst enemies. As part of so yeah, that these are. are the things that spark that and give you that juice to keep going. Like holy. Sh- 
like this week we've all been a little off and sick and stuff. Yeah. So those are the times sometimes when it's hard, when you start to doubt things and it, mm-hmm. it's just really important to, to communicate with each other. Yeah, yeah, man. I was doubting and then I looked at my Venmo and there was 200 bucks in there. Yeah. Don't doubt, man. Don't doubt. And that, what he said about a warm trippy hug. That is exactly what <laughs> I want. A, no simple way yeah. to feel like yes. a warm, trippy hug, man. Every week when you hit play on this show, just picture the three of us coming around you kind of weird. <laughs> not in a, not in a creepy way, but a weird like way. Like funhouse mirror yeah, kind of way. Yeah, giving you a hug. That's it. A warm, trippy hug. So we're going to extend that warm, trippy hug to all of you in the way of giving you a conversation with us and jeff Kimenti right now so yeah. here we and go jeff i want to give you a warm trippy hug when i meet you at yeah, skull and roses thanks Can't for to shake your thanks hand for this interview have a wonderful wonderful time enjoying this beautiful interview with jeff Kimenti. so let me have everybody introduce themselves first off apple yeah, oh, th- this is this is Apple. I'm one of the, like co-hosts of the show, and thank you very much for giving us some of your valuable time tonight, Jeff. We my appreciate problem, it. My pleasure. All right, Jeff, and then this is Mel. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you, Mel. Yeah. So Mel or Mel? I'm sorry. Um, M E L. Mel, Melanie. Just want to make sure. Yeah. So how's your night going, man? Uh, just fine. A beautiful day today. Yeah. Where where were you playing over the last couple of days that you're recovering from? Uh, at Terrapin Crossroads, the Lashes Club. Oh shit! Fun. Yeah, Golden Gate Wingmen. So oh, so this interview with you now we have spoken to all the members of the Golden Gate Wingmen. So thanks, Yay. man. You're, you're completing the circle for us. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jeff, man, it's been a wild ride. Like I, I've been watching for quite a long time, and I first off just want to say thanks, man. You know, I know that oh, what I, I know that what you guys do is not easy, brother. And you know, it's not without its trials and tribulations and we get so much from it, man. And you so guys it's very rewarding on the uh, on our side too, you know. I look at it, always look at it as like kind of a vicious circle of uh, you know Yeah. Appreciation back and forth from us to the audience, audience to us and you know, that's basically that fuels us along and, you know, just keep plugging away at it. Yeah, and with you, it's it's really unique, man, because I feel like you kind of got pulled onto a freight train. You know, this thing was already rolling for years, and then you got brought into it. So you, yeah, have, I mean, yeah. but I came, you know, kind of out of way left field. You know, it was like a, my probably have heard before, but I mean, I, I didn't. I mean, obviously knew the Grateful Dead. But I had no idea. I mean, I didn't know any of their music or, you know. That's so my background was jazz and just kind of the way I was brought up um, as far as working-wise was just, you know, kind of freelance, you know, all the time. Mm-hmm. And they were constantly working with new people and, you know, and having to learn music really fast, you know, and so forth. So just kind of, and I, boy, when I started doing <laughs> writing, you know, writing out charts and stuff and realizing how much, uh, how many songs they had in the repertoire. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> oh shit. what I get myself into, man? <laughs> and so diverse. No, but it was actually, it was great. It was really inspirational and just, you know, and I, you know, got to be presented, you know, with a lot of uh, great music that I had no idea about and then made it, and then I started to understand and, you know, about how the fan base worked and why it was so huge and blah, 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 you know? And, yeah, 
Yeah. So it's, it's been an honor to be a part of it. I start to believe it's like 22, <laughs> 23 years already. It's crazy, man. Jeff, how do you explain that? The Like how it continues to keep on and grow? I mean, I would just uh, say that hopefully we're doing the music justice and trying to, you know, it's... Being that very improvisational, I mean, you're basically giving your, your all and your, you know, your, your honesty and purity in it, and just uh, innocence. Um, and I think people pick up on that, you know. I mean, it's, there's nothing that's by rote here, you know. Yeah. Just, every day is different. Yeah, and I think that's what we respond to as a as a crowd is is that I've never heard it put like that: the innocence and the authenticity. That's really beautiful because when you're out there improvising, if you're playing from a chart, it's one thing. But when you're improvising, you're exposing your soft parts to the outside world completely. Oh, absolutely. You're laying it on the line, you know, and it's just, uh, you know, so you got to expose yourself. <laughs> yeah. And I would think that's... You take chances. Sometimes it works. Or, you know, <laughs> hopefully a lot of times it works, hopefully. And, and if it doesn't, you know... It, it's what it is, you know, what can you do? You, you know, you tried. Yeah. And I think the, the community, at least the people that I'm surrounded with are very open to those moments that don't work. I think that that's part of the fun of it. It's like the Navajo blankets where they wove in imperfections on purpose. It kind of gives it its beauty in a weird kind of a way, because if it's too perfect, then it feels polished and it doesn't feel as genuine. But when it, when it just happens in the moment like that, then there's something beautiful that's coming out of the people that are up there. Well, and that's it. I'm saying you know, that, was, that was the same about the honesty and the purity of it because, I mean, like you are, like I said, you're putting yourself on the line and, you know, and, you know, just, like I said, just hopefully it connects. Yeah. It's a very unique audience, too. There's no other audience <laughs> like the Grateful Dead audience. No. Sorry to say. No. <laughs> So Jeff, can you talk about some of your earlier audiences so that you know you've had yeah, we, we peaked Melanie, <laughs> we peaked Melanie's interest uh, over the last couple of days, like mentioning the well, I just you, didn't know uh, your history stuff you did like in Vogue and the things that are more like oh that was by accident. Um, <laughs> but once again, that was me getting thrown into a situation where I didn't know any of their music either, you know, and it was like they had a week to go before they were going on a tour, and my one of my best friends at the time was in the band already and all of a sudden he calls me and just says hey uh, by the way you got an audition tomorrow I'm like huh yeah. <laughs> next thing you know I was on tour for four months <laughs> wow so but that you know was a different thing you know because all of a sudden it's like you know the band consisted of like four keyboard players and a, and a drummer what so everything was like you know a lot of sampled stuff you know so you know you're triggering samples you know but but that's more of like you know you were doing almost you know the same stuff each night you know yeah. So what were the? What I was, was like the 20 fans? years old, you know, twenty one, you know. So it was, oh, yeah. it was like my my first like arena tour. And Blown away. I I, I can so only forth. imagine stepping well, then, on yeah, that they stage. They were yeah. in, in vogue. They were huge yeah, at that time. Oh yeah, they that, were uh, very talented. You know. And yeah. Was, I mean, the best parts is when we'd be on the bus and we were on the bus with them, and you know they would just start breaking into acapella and just. Oh wow! Doing stuff and it yeah. was just like wow. I just like sitting there listening to him. You know, it was pretty. It was pretty cool. Yeah, 
And what about MC Hammer? Is that on your list too? Well, I mean, that was on his tour, so I wasn't oh, performing okay. with him. So it was it was the MC Hammer tour. It was the, the Please Hammer Don't Hurt Him yeah. tour. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> had Vanilla Ice on there too. <laughs> Damn, that's in so insane. Like, how do those audiences like? contrast that's the, that's a different thing you know but i mean there was also like i said we we're playing the playing still playing some of the same venues i played back then yeah you know? okay. a, a, a deadhead is a very peculiar animal it, it we're very picky about what we love and when we love something we love it all the way and i got it you know, yeah, and also sometimes some of the most critical, uh, yeah, that's true, fans too, and stuff, which is okay, you know. I oh, mean, yeah, in, there's, there's an entitlement there to do so, I mean, <laughs> but it's also too, it's like, you know, what's what are, what are they picky about because there's so many different facets to the show, so you know, yeah. something that maybe somebody's favorite part is like somebody's least favorite part, sure. you know, and but to me, it's, I, I think there's always something. In there along the way, even if someone somebody has never has seen the band for the first time, there's always something in the show that that, that they'll latch on to and say, "Hey, I, I kind of get it." You right. know, that you know that's a thing that we talked about a lot on the show is like the the turn on moment, and and it's it was a big deal for me in my life and Apple and Mel too, like that moment where, like you said, when you when you finally get it of what's happening, and for you coming from the jazz world into this thing is there like a is there a moment that you remember when you're on stage playing and you're like oh shit this thing is not what i thought it was or did you know what you were getting into uh i just kind of just went along for the ride you know, that's <laughs> how i always you know always you know, like i said in the jazz world too it's just like every night was different because i'd be working with somebody completely different nightly you know yeah and basically i may not even have seen their music i might be sight reading the gig you know or something so it's just uh and um, I, I try not to um think about like what's going on out there in a sense really mm -hmm. i'm just like i said really focused on what's happening on stage and and, and we will connect if it's happening properly you know yeah I, I think if you if you overanalyze the magic it kind of it'll fizzle that's true but I, well, I didn't, yeah i mean I, I just don't think about it you know mm -hmm. i i get where you're coming from man i, I and i'm also like you know i'm just i'm not I'm not on any any social media so i don't really see what's being said <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, a, that, that's a good thing dude how i, I, I mean, kind of think it is for me it, that's the way i like to operate but what is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. Is is I mean, what prompted that for you? You just the vitriolic nature of it, or just out of With the social media yeah, stuff? Yeah, I just I don't know. I've got enough going on where it's like I don't have time for I'm it. You know? yeah. Busy enough, man. Great answer. That's literally don't have time for it. Yeah. It's I mean, time already busy enough with emails and texts, blah blah blah, and you know, and so yeah. Um, 
and like I said, I'm just, I don't want to, you know, I would rather just um, <clears throat> be able to judge, you know, by, from the reaction of when people come up to me and, you know, thank me or say whatever. And there's, there's been people say, I didn't really like that, blah, 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 you know. So, well, like I said, once again, everybody's entitled to their opinion. So, so. Totally. Yeah. And I don't take anything personally, so. Well, and then you're not tainted by, by anybody's opinion either. I mean, it's it's a necessary thing for a podcast to be involved in social media. So I see all of it. I see both sides, you know, and when somebody says something negative, no matter who you are, man, it hurts or, and it gets in your head. And it can, you know, but it's like, you know, and I understand, I I, trust me. I think, I mean, I think, you know, social media definitely has its merits. Oh yeah. Um, so it's, I'm not against anything. I just, like I said, it's just for me, it's more about time. time you know? Totally. Yeah. I mean, you, you really are busy, dude. I, I We're going to be down at, um, at skull and roses with you. And, and I don't know any other band that you could do a four day festival like this and have so many iterations and different styles and, and things going on that are to put together a four day thing that would sustain. No, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting back there. I think I, was on the first year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, we missed that one. But my understanding, it's uh, grown quite a bit, so I'll be looking forward to it. And yeah. yeah. Yeah, last year was amazing, and Dennis said this year that it's even more organized and everything. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's going to be a, a hoot. Yeah, and on the beach and all that. I mean, out of all the gigs that you guys are doing and all the things that you've done, one of the things that I'm most interested in for some reason that I've never been to is like the playing in the sand stuff. And I'm curious from your perspective, when you do those destination events, are those different for you than when you play, say, you know, Eugene or somewhere like that? I, I really, I mean, obviously the surroundings are different. Yeah. <laughs> and it's nice to be in some warmer weather in January. <laughs> yeah. um, but I, I, does, I treat every gig like, you know, with the same intensity or focus i i don't really discriminate you know i don't care if i'm playing to 10 people it's going to be the same you know so fucking rad and that's what that's i think what comes across and connects with us man it really but but playing in the sand event itself is really fun i mean it's just it's a really cool relaxed vibe and everybody's you know enjoying it down there and yeah for us it's like yeah it's too windy (laughs) yeah Hey, you want to go on vacation with your favorite band and all your friends? Yeah. No. Oh, no. I don't like that. Yeah. You know? I mean, I don't know. You can't knock that. No, man. So I am very curious to of your beginnings, man. Like, do you have... I'm sorry. I lost it. Everyone's like, very curious of what? Your beginning. Like, your musical start. So, like, do you have a memory that, that you can recall of your first, like time that you heard music and you were like holy shit that that well it was kind of there was a, there was a piano in, in my house growing up um but my earliest memories was really from about age four i mean um kind of grew up in kind of a catholic background there with my parents and stuff and so like um i just remember like having to go to church with them and, and but even at four, like I said, coming back to the house, and then for some reason I was just sat at the piano and was able to figure it out with two hand, play with two hands right away. You oh, know, wow. really? So, so I started by ear, and then by about age seven, I started formal classical training until I was about I want to say eighteen. 
Oh, wow. Shit, man. And uh, so I was really into that, too. But at the same time, I also, when I was 13 and started high school, I uh, ended up getting into, into the jazz band. Oh. And at that point, I um, had a really great dear friend and um, band instructor who was a, um, an avid working musician on the scene. And um, we had actually had a great drummer and bass player in the band already. So here I come. And it was all new for me, but soon enough, uh, he started like hiring us to do like casuals and stuff. So it was like, those are like my first gigs, <laughs> like weddings or private parties or whatever. And okay. So that, and that was then, like, yeah. So then, then each year it kind of built a little, a little more gigs, a little more gigs. And then by the time was, was uh, then I jumped into the, like the San Francisco scene about 18, I was going and hanging out at this place called the jazz workshop, which was the old famous jazz workshop back from the fifties and stuff where everybody, all the greats played and they reopened this venue and they used to have a jam session there. So kind of came friendly and they brought me in like, you know, kind of like their little part of their family. So I used to get a lot of, you know, chances to play and learn. And then, so basically from about 20, 21 on, it was just, it's been nothing but music. Wow. So it, it, in a weird kind of a way, it chose you. Uh, I guess you could say that. (laughs) And and the same with the dead too. I mean, it, like, like you were saying this, you were used to playing one-off gigs. And I mean, did you think that this was going to be a thing when you started playing with Rat Dog? I had no idea. I mean, it just kind of was once again a, a fluke and, but being that it is, you know, very heavily improvisational pace, it was like, you know, it was right up my alley for it, you know? Yeah. And, so when I ended up getting into Rat Dog, I mean, like I said, I just wasn't sure. I mean, I just got married. I was, was like, oh, God, like everything. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you turn everything upside so down. I guess what I, what I was going to get back to about as far as like my background and stuff, yeah. so it's kind of weird to where I you know, was obviously formally tra- trained, but I started by year, then the formally trained, but now I'm pretty much, you know, I'm back to the almost, you know, by ear, basically. That's crazy. You know, even though I still have the formal background, I still like you know I still read music, I still, I still write music, it's uh, blah blah blah. I still have that side of it. That's um, that's like a superpower, as far as I'm concerned, to be able to hear something and just bring it out of the ether into reality again with nothing. That's to me is a superpower. Uh, I mean, I feel very blessed. Yeah. Um, I've been, you know, to have that. It's just. Uh, but it is also, it's, it's just, it's a conversation, you know, yeah. it's no, really no different than talking and responding. And that, that's one of my favorite things watching you guys, watching you guys play. First of all, you, you're very comforting to watch behind the keyboard. You are in any time, cause sometimes it, you know, it, it going to dead shows, especially two, three day run. You can, you know, people are doing things. And when, when, if I'm ever having a bad time or need to focus on the music, I watch you, you are always, you're always so smiley and you're, we all joke like, like you look like a wizard, uh, <laughs> like behind the keyboard and you're always so happy. And, and it seems like a lot of times people are watching the shows with their eyes closed and what we, us too sometimes, but I also love watching the interaction of you with the rest of the guys, like the keys and the smiles that you guys give each other that like seeing that improv and that, that painting happening right in front of us fresh every night. And well, I mean, it's just a, a joy to do it. I mean, well, to me, it's like, why would you want to go into it angry? I don't, I don't see how. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to come out good. 
you know. I mean, some bands can do it. Like they may not, they may not like each other at all, but they can perform together. I, I just, that's just not me at all. I mean, I, I never understood that, you know. Yeah, yeah, and it, it, I mean, it's, we're having fun. I mean, what the hell? I mean, right. That's the point. You got to pitch yourself a little bit sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I can only imagine, man. Like we were. I mean, we've been at a lot of the shows that you guys have played, but one that stands out is is the Eugene show um, a couple of years ago. And seeing that stadium filled with people and hearing the crowd, and I can only imagine what it feels like to step onto that stage and have that hit you. I mean, is it overwhelming, or do you just get used to it? Well, I mean, it's it, it's definitely a rush. I mean, you get it, you know, but also, too, it's like you got to be careful, like, not to get, you know, you don't want to get too excited because, you know, you can rile you up, you know, and it could affect how you perform, you know, or whatever, you know, just like try to take it in stride. But it's, like I said, it, it, there's times that where it's like this wave, like of, of, of a hum, you know, in a way. Mm-hmm. And it's like kind of coming at you like a train in a sense. Oh, wow. It's really cool. I mean. Yeah, I mean, we feel it too. Going. Yeah, we're out there too, man. We feel it too. And, and. That's part of so the imagine reason. just like I said, like it's like these waves just kind of keep just gets building and building and building, and then when it hits the stage, it's just like whoa. <laughs> you know? And you guys, or are... like Madison Square Garden, the damn building vibrates. You know wow. what? I didn't know that. Oh, it's well, it's on springs. So what happens is when when the fans get riled up when they're going and everything, and I mean the stage is literally shaking. It's a oh, weird feeling. <laughs> yeah, we, we but it's have... very cool. I'm just saying. Yeah, we have a, a place a here, in, a small place here in Portland called the Crystal Ballroom that's got uh, oh, yeah. the dance floors that's on rollers. Well. Yeah. Okay, yeah, we love that place because you can make people move. You start dancing and people within six feet around you, they have no They're choice bouncing. but to move. So the whole <laughs> place moves. So over these last, like, Dead & Company started in, in at the end of 15, 16? 15. Okay, yeah. yeah. So over those years... You guys have really like the music has grown. You guys have gelled more. It it's it's a solid iteration of the Grateful Dead, in my opinion. Like, do you? I, I think it's grown a lot. I mean, the band's playing well together, and just you know, that I think that's exactly what should happen. Right. You know. Yeah, yeah. It it doesn't it doesn't feel like disparate musicians that were brought in. It doesn't feel like that. It and for me, it never did. It always seemed to kind of fit and to see the progression over these last few years is, is really astounding. When Aaron just said that, because in the, in the beginning, everybody's reaction, me and him, you know, I'm, I'm 50, he's 47. So we've been 48 or 48 now, but uh, first the reaction to anytime the dead do anything with new people or bringing somebody on board. We had quite a few friends and like older heads that were like, they're bringing all these young kids back to it. And so (laughs) we're like, that's a good thing, man. Just stop it. Now those people, I mean, the the audience has gotten, has gotten equally as young too. I mean, where it's just like, wow. I mean, you could be spanning like five, six, you know, generations there. <laughs> yeah. Well, now you guys have been going for enough years. Those people have been like, oh, okay, they're here to, they're here here to, to do stay. that. And, and it's good. Darn it. Oh, i got to admit it now. I mean, you, you guys just crush it. <laughs> yeah. and, and you talk about five generations. We, 
how how many did we have at the gorge last year? Th- three or four? Four. Yeah. Yeah. It was four. you got yeah, my wife generation. and I, my daughter, my son, and my grandson all at a oh, show wow. together, man. So you know those. That's how one, cool is that? Yeah, dude, it was awesome. It's it's the best feeling in the world to to have this thing that I've been into for thirty plus years. And to be able to share it with the people that are most important to me, somewhere like the Gorge, that's this magical wonderland, and have you guys just blow the house out. It was fucking amazing. I mean, I had young, like, kids as young as, like, you know, seven, eight to ten years old, and they come up, and they, and they already know you, who you are. And <laughs> oh, and my you know, God. Just... Whoa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's, uh, it's really, it's, uh, it's very touching. I mean, yeah. And like Apple was saying, you know, to see it regenerating itself, it's this, it's an organism in, in my head. Like it, it regenerates itself. You know, the, it's, the music never stops and it's a true thing. Exactly. Like it just, it keeps reforming itself in different shapes all over the world. And I wonder, like, have you ever thought about what that is? What it is that, that, about this music that makes people want to continue to play it and do it and and keep having it. I mean, it's it's just got to be something that's soul satisfying, and you know, as much as it is to play it, it, it is to be able to be out there to to hear. I get, you know, I guess. I mean, yeah. it's, it's such a diverse audience. I mean, all facets of life, you know. So, and, and, and I've come to understand over the years, like it was like, okay, I, I get it, you know, like the. You know the impact that it has. I mean, from from all walks of life. You know, it's, 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 there's nothing like it, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Anywhere else, you know. Yeah. I, it, and for somebody like me, like I wasn't into jazz until I got into the Grateful Dead. But I can see that there's a huge crossover between the two. So coming from that world, I mean, it it, it goes together. It seems like. The Grateful Dead is what happens when you add LSD to jazz and bluegrass. That's what you get, <laughs> you know. And but growing up in San Francisco in the Bay Area and all that, it's just blows my mind, dude. That you weren't exposed to it, like especially being a jazz cat. Like it just wasn't a thing. It was the weirdest thing. I remember early on, like some of the older older jazz guys, you know that. It was like, oh, you know, Grateful Dead, don't bother, kind of a thing. You know, and like I said, I was coming from a whole other side of it, so I just, uh, and I really wasn't able to listen to much stuff, like, you know, extracurricular-wise, just because I was basically, the stuff I'd be listening to was what the stuff of was projects I'd have to be working on or gigs that were coming up, blah, 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 you know, so it was, it was like listening for just straight enjoyment was kind of, it was a, tougher thing to have you know because yeah. basically was just prepping for work all the time you know are you still like that are you still not listening for enjoyment to other stuff or do you have stuff that you dig now well i mean it's still once again uh just always kind of prepping ahead in a way um mm-hmm. and then but sometimes i just need a sonic break you know wow true wow so true do you ever do like a spa day or something like that jeff uh, I'm a golf nut. So. Okay, yeah. Oh, okay. They usually that's usually like a golf spa, or something you know, going on. Well, that's that's the way I, I escape. I just you know I'll, I'll shut it down. Sometimes I may not even you know maybe 
it could be upwards of a couple of weeks sometimes where I won't even touch the piano at all. Wow. And just to kind of get my mind elsewhere. So is it, is it like a palate cleanser for you? Like to go out on the golf course is like a mental palate cleanser? Uh, yeah, and unfortunately it's more of an obsession. <laughs> is it? Get that <laughs> fucking ball in the cup. Yeah, that's pretty much it. You know, the frustrations and all that stuff, you know, and then can ruin your day. But then at the same time, I got I to gotta tell myself, okay, what am I, what am I upset about here? I'm playing yeah. golf. <laughs> what, you know? what I was so surprised about golf is just the beautiful places yeah. that you get to be. So it really doesn't matter what you're doing. Well, that's a big part of it, too. You know, yeah. you get to, Obviously, I know that golf courses have had a bad name for many years as far as, like, you know, the pesticides. They've gotten, like, so much more environmentally uh, conscious. Yeah. You know, things have changed drastically on that, so that's really cool, too. Yeah. Yeah. And there's there's also something to it, man, when, with anything, golf just being the thing that we're talking about, when you do something that's really difficult and then you do it wrong 50 times and then the one time you do it right and you're like, Oh shit. What brings you back? Yeah. Yeah. That's the funnest thing about golf to me. Me and Aaron have been on the course. If we were from Vegas, so we golfed a few, a bit down there. But my favorite thing about Mm -hmm. golf, even to watch a lot of people are, I can't watch. I love watching it sometimes. I do too. I mean, I got golf channels on right now. (laughs) And I, I love that, like, like especially when you're playing, like, on one hole, you can, you know, you're like, oh, I'm Superman. I got that. And on the next one, it's like, you know, you're like four over par, just getting pissed and yeah. ready to break a club. It changes so quickly. It's like a roller coaster. Well, in any, any given round, everybody hits one shot at least like a professional. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's me. One shot. That's it. Out of the whole day. And that's, that's all it takes, you know? <laughs> that feel-good moment. Yeah, but there's also besides the beauty, the beauty of golf. I mean, there's just there's such a great tie-in with the uh, the music world and golf. There's just so many musicians golf. I mean, I've also I've got you know a bunch of dear friends that are caddies you know on the tour. Some are, some are, I know some some tour players. Um, oh, wow. And more recently, in the last couple of years, we got to become friends with like the most renowned architect in the world right now, Gil Hans, who's you know. Did the Rio Olympics course was his big start, and um, so anyway, it's just like it's like I've gotten immersed into this, you know, into the golf world at you know with these high level players, you know, and, and people in it. So it's just kind of it's pretty cool to see. What a fun dream come true! I was wondering, and they're and they're fans too. Yeah. yeah. So it's just, but it's like you know, I wonder like, why do you guys want to hang out with me? Uh, <laughs> you know? so, and they're probably thinking and the I'm, same I'm thing. I'm wanting to hang out with them, you know. So it's like. Oh, mutual, mutual respect is a cool thing. Yeah, yeah. What a cool it thing. Pretty much that's, that's the bottom line of it. Yeah. yeah. And it, it, like you said, there is a crossover with music, not just the, the, you know, a lot of musicians play, but it's, you're, when you go out on stage, well, it's a frame of mind too. Yeah. Very that's similar what, to me. There it is. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's a state of mind. And I think it's a certain kind of person as well too. Definitely. I can agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I don't get upset really anymore like I, when I was much younger. So. There's no club throwing or ramming the car. No, shit. no more. No, I've, I've matured a little bit. Well, don't go golfing with us because I'm going to throw some shit. <laughs> so, oh, I, I like watching people throw clubs. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing, too. Clubs are, if you got a good set, clubs are freaking expensive. expensive, yeah, man. 
Yeah, that's why you don't uh, go snapping them over your knee either. <laughs> Bust a caddy. Or you can hurt somebody, you know. <laughs> so but there's you, nothing like that helicopter sound when when there's a good release on the on the throne club. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's one thing that I wanted to ask you about too is um you know the dead have drums in space and I've always wondered for you like coming from the world that you came from when you're doing that part of the show is that is like completely freeform by the seat of your pants. Is that, do those muscles kick in from when you were playing jazz to be able to do that part of the show for you? Well, yeah, I mean, but that's just how you are. You know, that's how you operate as a musician. You gotta be, you gotta be listening and you gotta keep an open mind and heart and, you know, and, and like I said, it's, it's all part of the conversation. So right. if you just, if you're just rambling on, I mean, meaninglessly, what you know, not doing any good, you know. <laughs> yeah, you got to listen to everybody at the same time, you know. So, like I said, it's just a multiple person conversation. And wow, yeah, it, just it, go with the flow. That, and that's the thing that that drew me in as a 18 year old punk kid, in you know, in LA, was we were having this telepathic communication in our bedrooms and I thought it was just us man and then I walked into this place and there's all these people doing that and a band narrating my night and yeah. it, I, I, I was done man I was completely blown away and for the longest time Jeff I, I had this misconception of like I thought it was just the dead I really did for a long time and then I realized as I got older, no, that's that's not the case. It's happening all over the place, and I think that's yeah. part of the beauty of music. Well, it's tapping something in the inner soul. You know what I'm saying? It's there's, and that's probably was what's triggering the joy. I'm saying it's it's affecting people. You know, everybody's got their own experience with it, but I mean, and um, just even at the same time, I mean, to me, it's like in life. I mean, I, I kind of have a tendency to think like there's like there's no such thing as coincidence, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. I mean, shit's meant to happen. Yeah, and and it's like the same thing. Like you think about somebody that you haven't seen in a really long time, all of a sudden you're thinking about them, and then boom, there they are. You know? Mm -hmm. Why did that happen? You know? Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of you know mystique oh. in life, and I just think like you know the music is a big part of it too because it's happening to that same energy channel. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, we're, I don't, we're all part of the same thing. We're in the same field. We're all alive at the same time. And those synchronicities and things that happen, like you said, it's not coincidence. It's your perception that's seeing that stuff go down. And when you're paying attention and awake for it, then those things happen more and more and more. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And some, you know, are, are are not good experiences when you know, but it's all part of life. You know, we're not we're not isolated here. No, definitely not. And I feel like with the musicians that we've talked to, one of the big things, like guys, are all so fucking talented, man. But there's a huge element of luck involved in all of this. It, oh, it, absolutely. Yeah, and uh, for, in, in any facet of life, saying everything's, you know, it's really about who you know 
<laughs> I think it's, uh, it's yeah. also how you treat people, you know, yeah. um, and how how you act, how you are as a person. You know, it's just yeah. It's I mean, some people, I you know, there is the cases where if you, you finish last, but karma is a mother. No, you can curse. It's a motherfucker, man. Yeah, (laughs) karma is a son of a bitch. It'll get you every time, and just when you think you skated by, somewhere along the line, it's gonna get you. you (laughs) (laughs) That's for sure. Yeah, man. And so, the reason I brought that up about like luck and all that, do you have any? If somebody was coming to you, a younger kid, and they wanted to be a professional musician, is there any advice that you would give to them? coming up well first of all i mean you you gotta love what you're doing i mean to me otherwise you know what's the point right you know it's hard to say like you know tell somebody like oh yeah you should be you know get paid for gigs and do whatever (laughs) you know it's just everybody's got their own experience with it so i mean i just think you got you know you you do gotta love what you do and i think it's you do love it, you know, you're, you're, you're going to learn it better, right. you know? That's true, man. And it's frustrating, you know, but you just got, there are the ups and downs though. But I mean, like I said, it's just that every part of life. So I mean, got to deal with it. It's, it's a trip how it's all intertwined like that too. It, it really is like that with everything. If you're not digging yeah. what you're into, if you're just doing it to do it, we call it in this house, we call it throwing it away or phoning it in. Well, you're not gonna you're, you're not gonna be happy doing it, you Mm-mm. know. No, and then when you're so, happy, it comes out pretty. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know? totally. It really does. And so, you guys are getting ready to to hit the road again. Is is there something that you do besides practice to get ready for these long tours like that? Because it's got to be tough, man. Uh, just kind of a, a, a mindset. You know, and kind of, you know, especially when it's like the day before and it's like, okay, I'm not going to be home for five weeks. Let me make sure you got everything in order. And and there's always that, you know, the the anxiousness of, of, of the anticipation of it. And like, well, what's, what's it going to be like? You know, you're just waiting for that first gig to happen. You know, and then once you start moving, then it's, it, it goes and smoothens out, you know. I mean, but it is a mindset to me. I mean, I've seen many people lose it on the road and not everybody's cut out for the life on the road. Yeah. And it's definitely not all the glitz and glory and everything that you're partying every <laughs> night. I mean, we're working hard, you know, and it's, yeah. it, it's exhausting, but satisfying. And so, yeah, well, I bet you that kind of pace yourself. I bet it's, that's got to be amazing too. Like where you're at down in the Bay Area too. Like you just said, you played a couple nights at Terrapin. To, ha- to have a place like that, like where you call home, to what Phil created with Terrapin. Like everybody we've talked to, a lot of interviews, so many people. You you guys all know each other, play with each other. It it's there. There's just a the love and the mutual respect we've seen within this yeah. community of musicians. It musician, becomes a big extended family. Yeah. yeah, it's amazing. And Terrapin Cross, it's like a, it's like an incubator and a uh-huh. hangout. It's just, that place is amazing. And same for Bob at Sweetwater. So it's yeah. like, you know, we've got the two places there. Um, but in fact, I, I'm going to be back at Terrapin this Sunday with Phil. So, oh, so how did... Um, the Golden Gate Wingman come about. Like, what was what was the idea there? Did you guys are just uh, like, well, we that actually fun. happened at Terrapin, oddly enough. Um, 
Wow. And it was uh, John Kalisic was uh, he had a solo gig there, and I think he well then he just he happened to reach out to Jay Lane and Reed Mathis and myself and say, hey guys, you know I've just been thinking that you're doing the solo show, but what would you think about coming and joining me for the second set? Oh shit! So I was like, okay, cool. It's such a and such a that, cool thing that happened, and that's pretty much how it happened, and it seemed to it was an instant kind of like good chemistry and gel of you know players and and then we just decided to do it more yeah, I, I Reed and Jay are two of my favorite people that we've talked to I mean Reed and is, me too yeah <laughs> obviously I love, yeah. I love everybody everybody I'm playing with I love everybody that I'm playing with you know yeah. like that you know it shows it, it definitely shows man and like I was gonna say Reed is is like a prophet or a some kind of weird musical scholar teacher. Oh, he, he gave us oh, an, he gave us an appreciation for Beethoven. I mean, I've always loved classical, but after talking to him and hearing him so passionate, we we met, we talked to him in person, and he is such he's a passionate deep, person, you know? dude. I well, was he, crying. He made we us all cry, and he started crying. And he's like, "What the fuck happened here, man?" I saw like a little girl. Like, oh, I can't believe we. This is so deep. I don't know what to do with myself. Yeah, it was a great, great conversation. So was it the same thing that happened with Golden Gate Wingman as the same as with Voodoo Dead? Well, yeah, because that just kind of came out all of a sudden. It was like, you know, it was put in that we're going to we're going to do this, you know, because I've been playing with Kim on different various versions of different things, you know. But um, this idea came up, and the original one was actually uh, was with, with Kreutzmann and, and Dave Schools. Oh, wow. So that was how it started. Um, and then there's been, you know, different players throughout. Of the, usually the core would be uh, Kimok and myself and and John Kimok was usually the, the core three mm-hmm. <laughs> the players would change but it's been kind of refining or um you know getting a little bit more consistent with the core band you know what i'm saying and then just change out a couple of folks here and there yeah john's an astoundingly good drummer man we just saw oh, he's great him. yeah we just I mean, saw him I'm, with mike gordon here and it blew my mind i mean i think i met him when he was about 16 and i remember shortly after that steve was saying and my son was like he's turned into this amazing drummer (laughs) that that kid yeah (laughs) yeah yeah man that's a trip and so you guys did you just get back from japan or did are you going we did we got back like about a a week ago right so i'm japanese fans of anything are really intense into whatever they're into if it's manga or anime or whatever they're, uh, they're everything they, they take stuff it. i mean I, I've, I've my wife is japanese i got married in japan um so i've been going there steadily since 94 okay so, what, so just to see like they're, they're just how they, they are they really take stuff very seriously they study it and they try to make it better <laughs> you know that's kind of like how they operate yeah but musically like there's fans they're just they're, it's great i mean and it's different like you know you play jazz over there it's definitely like a very quiet crowd they're sitting and all that stuff but they but they'll give you a big hell of an applause mm-hmm. but like but when we're over here like with voodoo dead it's 
it feels like here in the states. You know, the fans are almost it's, it's the same. They're having a great time. They're really? screaming. They're dancing. And, you know, I so. wondered. I wondered that too because it, Japanese fans. I I've seen shows where they're very respectful. Like you said, they there's not a lot going on while the music's playing, and then as soon as the music stops, there's a a very loud applause. You know. Yeah. Well, it, they're paying attention. You know, it's just uh. <laughs> It's it's really cool, like I said, but but with kind of the dead crowd over there, it's it's very similar to here, you know. That's that's cool, man. And there's a there's a big Grateful Dead community over there because of social media. I know about it. I would have never known about it had it not been for social media. But I see this huge thing happening over there, and actually, people listen to this I was show. Say we over have there. listeners yeah. in <laughs> Japan. Like, We're like, okay, well, right what? On. Yeah, right on. Yeah, that's great. I mean. I was even surprised because my wife was from southern Japan and like very small. There's a, the big city is very small, basically, right. is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, and like, yeah. I remember being there one morning and it was like seven o'clock in the morning or whatever. And just from the jet lag or whatever, I was up. And so I was like, I'm just going to take a walk. And I'm walking around. All of a sudden, like, I mean, this is a very small town. So, mm-hmm. and like, I look, see this doorway and it's got dancing bears on it i'm like what the hell <laughs> we are everywhere it was a, and it's just a little tiny hole in the wall bar it wasn't even open i'm just saying but it was like called like you know the bear bar or something like that or the dance it was, it was you know just stuff like that i mean where i remember another time when rat dog was over there actually um some of the guys that stayed behind and i had taken them uh out to this famous giant Buddha in the part of outside, you know, outskirts of Tokyo. I was taking him there and then we were walking, you know, towards where the Buddha is and all of a sudden like this guy runs out of his shop and he, it, I look and then I realize that it's a Grateful Dead based um, like photos like photos and posters and stuff and recordings or whatever. Like he even had pictures of myself in there and he was like pulled me in like you know, doing like I was like, "Holy shit!" Do you ever get used to that? Do you ever get used to that? Like people doing shit like that to you, or or like wanting to take a picture with you, or? Does I mean, I'm, like I said, I'm very flattered, and it's, it's, I'll take it as a compliment. Right. Um, and I I've got no problem with it. Like you know, I mean, you know, it's like I'd rather have people, you know, say it do eventually come up, but like I'll see them out of the corner of my eye, you know, they're like they're sneak sneak pick taking sneaking pictures <laughs> it's like one of the, they'll eventually come up and ask you for one but it's just like just, just come up and ask it's fine you know that's cool, man. glad to do it you know Aww. that's awesome Jerry. and if it's not the right time I just I just say apologize or, you know, or something right now is not good and, you know, or, or I'll be back in a few minutes and I'll try to honor that you know but for the most part I'm you know I will always stop, stop and at least say hello and that's the way it should be I mean it, nobody wants to fucking have their space invaded and but on the flip side it is it's it's flattering and super humbling to have somebody want to talk to you or take a picture with you well, or sure. get your autograph yeah, like, you know. yeah i i get it man that's i mean autographs don't happen much anymore now it's all about you know selfies yeah yeah that's true that's the yeah the proof but you're also you know you got to realize you're in a public you know access job yeah. you know yeah. so it's uh 
I guess, it's I guess that, yeah, that would be kind of hard. But like, why are you? Why are you? Yeah, why how do you know who I am? Yeah. Quit invading my privacy, dude. No, I wait. just followed you around the country for the last yeah. year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'm not, not charging for photos or autographs or anything. Like, I don't know. I never understood that. I didn't realize that was a thing. You know, until some years back, that, that you know, like sports guys would just, like. I don't know, what the fuck? Cook. Oh yeah, it's a thing. Hey man, give me twenty bucks. You could take my picture. <laughs> yeah, no. You know. Yeah. So. Wow. Well, Jeff, I appreciate you taking time with us, man. And I, again, thanks for what you do, brother. And it's, and thank it's, you guys. it's been it's well my received. pleasure. Yeah. And, uh, well, and, uh, please come and say hello down at uh, Skull and Roses. Absolutely, Jeff. Thanks so much. And I, I just got to throw one in because we did. I, did, I just it, so glad that you became a part of this community that changed mine and Aaron and Melanie's life. And I can't think of a better person to be playing Brent's rig, man. Yep. yep. And you share his birthday. And share the same birthday. Oh, and yeah, then that, yeah. Uh, that, that, that was a little bit of when I found that one. I was like, whoa. See, well, that's, to me, it's once again, there's something weird going on there. Synchronicity. <laughs> it's, it's yeah, like, it was meant you know, to be. Meant to be, man. And we feel it so, out there, brother. So thank you, man. Well, likewise. And thank you guys very much. All you right, have man. a great weekend. Go rest up, man. We'll talk to you soon. See you down the road soon. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. Take care. Bye. Hey, listeners. I want to tell you about the April-May 2023 issue of Relics Magazine. It features a Dave Matthews Band cover story with additional articles and interviews with The National, Graham Nash, Wayne Shorter, ALO, Ivan Neville, our friend Eric Krasno and Stanton Moore, Marty Stewart, and much more. Check out the latest version of Relics and subscribe now at relics.com slash DMB. Thanks, Relics. Wow. That happened. Yeah. Dead and Company, Jeff Comenti, everybody. <coughs> wow. wow. <Yay. sighs> yes, yes, thank you, Jeff. I, yeah, thank That's... you, Dennis, for that. We appreciate it, and thank you. Thank you, Jeff. I love for... his attitude so much. I love his voice. I could his... listen to yeah, him talk. It's... He's like every amazing person in my life, just straight to the point, just tells mm. it like it is, and plays like it is. Like, and he's like, he's just as it is. I love that. That it just, it's not that not everybody's like that. I think everybody has the potential to be like that. And and maybe even at certain parts in your life, you are like that. But when you can see somebody's like, that's why I didn't want to say anything. I just didn't want to interrupt him. I just wanted to, cause he had his, he had what he needed to say. Yeah. Like sometimes he, like I say, he's, he's very, he's talking to him. It was very comforting. He's, mm-hmm. he's comforting to watch on stage. His playing is comforting. It's like, and you guys, I'm really into comfort. So yeah, that's, <laughs> that's Jeff makes me very, very comfortable. And yeah. Apple gravitates towards the comfort. Yeah, yeah that was really sweet. Wow. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, Jeff. For taking time out because he was said he literally was recovering yeah. from the nights. So that's. And if you guys haven't figured it out yet, come come hang out at Skull and Roses, man. Yeah, Skull and Roses. It's going to be a hell of a time. Go to skullandroses.com and get tickets. Or go to nosimpleroad.com and you can get tickets there and follow us on all the social media stuffs and things and whatnots. And Apple's going to cough and, I'm sorry, you know, so all the things. And yeah. be nice to each other and smile at a stranger another. and take and care of each other. And we're getting ready to go out for the evening. Yeah, By the time you guys hear <laughs> this, we will be doing a recap of uh, Goose opening for pigeons playing ping pong. whoop de woo We're about to go have some F-U-N-K. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You guys take care of each other. Hydrate, safety third, and we'll see you 
at Skull and Roses. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Dennis. Peace. One Hit Thunder is a podcast where we both celebrate and have a good laugh about bands and artists that had just one hit that we all know. Each week, we're joined by a guest from the world of music or comedy to learn more than you ever thought you would about some songs that you can't forget. And we decide if they brought the One Hit Thunder or were nothing more than a One Hit Blunder. Look, if you listen to the show, you're probably going to laugh, and I guarantee you're going to crush next time the bar has music trivia. Tag Team, Jane Child, Meredith Brooks, Looking Glass, Sean Mullins, Eiffel 65, EMF, Crash Test Dummies, Crazy Town, Chumbawamba. We have hundreds of episodes in our back catalog and a new episode each week. So pass the duchy, make sure you're connected, and subscribe to One Hit Thunder wherever you get your pods.